Welcome to Futures Forum, mind-sharing ideas, innovations, and best practices. Hosted by StoryCraft Lab in partnership with Hub. This episode is about virtual adaptations. For this conversation, we gathered industry experts from Intel, Hub, Google, Amazon, NASA, and Opus Agency. Hi, this is Naomi Claire. I am the Editor-in-Chief of the Futures Forum and also Founder, Chief Story Officer at StoryCraft Lab. So the Futures Forum podcast this week was organized around the theme of virtual adaptations. And that was really to help us begin to shift our focus to practical applications of everything we've learned from our conversations in the Futures Forum. We had some wonderful thought starters and we ran it as a plussing exercise and there were just so many wonderful ideas and statements throughout the entire conversation. Uh, But what we wanted to do today was really recap a little bit from the Storycraft Labbers. You know, I think for folks that have been listening to the podcast, you've heard my voice in the past, a fair amount, but you've heard less from Amelie Balson and Katie Mull, who are experienced strategists at Storycraft Lab. Um, So today we're going to take a little bit of time, slightly different approach to the podcast, and talk about some of those key takeaways from the brilliant conversation that we had with our wonderful panelists. So Katie, I am going to start with you, Katie Mull, and ask you, you know, what were your key insights or takeaways from the conversation? Was there one thing that stuck with you particularly? Well, there was a lot that resonated with me, but what stuck with me kind of past the conversation that I kept thinking about was um, Justin Boone from Opus. He was discussing how he found unexpected moments of joy and elements of kind of like finding personal meaning in audio driven experiences. So I, I was really um, taken by what he said about that. I would say remove the screen altogether and forget that it's about connecting to other people in this moment because we're gonna naturally just be limited around, uh, we just have constraints around that, right? In our virtual space. But instead, if you think about serendipity as just a, a term in and of itself, it's just everything happening by chance and you know that being positive, whatever that amounts to. And so to me, what it opens the door up to in a really interesting way is actually uh, audio-driven experiences. I'm a huge podcast person. I love them. They are something that keeps me sane, especially right now in times like this, whether that's just folding the laundry or making dinner or just going about my morning routine. And I think for us in terms of developing experiences, designing experiences right now, uh, I think it's even more critically important for us to think about that medium, that format, just audio only, where you're asking me to step away from a screen and actually just experience my own world and take in whatever that content is or whatever that messaging is, because that's going to result in a a lot of potential for orchestrated serendipity, serendipity in, in, in general, because now you're just inviting me to experience my own world, my own environment with a little bit of guidance, a little bit of fresh perspective, 
And it's likely to amount into some really interesting, surprising sort of coincidences or things that are ultimately very personal to you that make that that much more meaningful that you can learn from and take away from that experience. So that was some wonderful insight there from Justin. I always love uh, hearing from Justin. He has such a brilliant mind. Now, Amelie, over to you. Uh, what did you take away from the conversation? Was there anything that you learned that surprised you? You know, what stuck really with me was the comments from Neil Thompson from Amazon and Usha Shaziad from Intel. They were talking about kind of this theme of doing something for the greater good and philanthropic enterprises that happen at events, like let's say a 5K for the greater good. Um, and that these events and this sense of doing something good can actually very easily translate into virtual events. Because most of the things we do at the moment, I think it's kind of a push and we're trying to find new ways. But one of these things seem to be quite readily available and also quite accepted already by people. When I really think deep about many of the decisions that we make on our day-to-day basis, I mean, it really goes back into um, that one thing that we really care about, right? I mean, be it buying something from Amazon, be it buying something, you know, liking a Facebook post or a LinkedIn post, it really goes back into, hey, I really care about that particular aspect of it. And that's why I liked it. And if you really convert that back into like a learning experience piece, um, you know, I myself would choose a learning um, classroom or a learning experience just because either I, I feel for the content that is being shared or the, the industry leader that is taking it or because it just matches my style of what I like to learn. So it really goes back into those three key pieces, which gives us satisfaction about oh my God, I felt connected to that particular session because of this underlying factors. So I feel it really goes back into like individual choices that we make, even though we don't realize that that big aspect of it. I'll tell you just a quick story of something that we did that was very successful. And that was um, at, in Chicago, we had about 19,000 of our employees um, at, uh, at the convention center there. And we, instead of water bottles and, and so forth, we did something with Cupanion. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're an organization that gives out small water bottles. And then um, every time you, you scan a QR code, there's an app that goes with it and it raises money for, um, for healthy drinking water causes. And so there's three different causes that we had represented and you could choose which color um, bottle lid that you had, which represented the cause that you would be donating to as you would refill with water. So um, it was great because it was very educational. It gave everybody a sense of self um, as they were participating in the conference and doing something which is natural which is drinking water and, you know, being able to do that. So we're, we're trying to figure out how do we do that with, um, with our virtual events, right? How do we, especially employees, where we really want them to get around a cause and be able to, to have that um, sense, that greater sense of self. And so, um, you know, I don't know that we have the best answer for that yet, but we are going to be experimenting and trying several different things. We definitely know we will be doing it. We're just not quite sure yet what that's going to look like. There were some great ideas there about how we can bring that idea of social enterprise into the virtual experiences that we create now and, and in the future. 
Um, I'm really interested to see how Usha Chaziat uh, does convert that idea of preference into the learning experience. That would be really interesting to see. <laughs> um, so Katie, there was also a lot of conversation around empathy and how we can use empathy and the increased focus on the value of empathy for us as experienced strategists. Um, can you just talk to me a little bit about that? What, what thoughts uh, from the panel really kind of struck home with you? Yeah, so Justin Boone from Opus and Neil Thompson from Amazon did a beautiful job of tapping into how we connect with each other um, virtually and you know be it through bringing in familiarity elements of familiarity that exist in sort of the physical world that, that are part of our daily life um, or there were some thoughtful insights from Neil um, kind of reminding us about Sherry Turkle's work alone together there's a resetting of values for all of us, right? In light of our current circumstances, what is fascinating about going through a global pandemic is it's something that we're all experiencing together, collectively. And so there is a sense of community, although it's quite disparate in the sense we're all connecting in our own personal worlds, but that is what's driving us to leverage a lot of these tools that we do have at our disposal in new and interesting ways. And so we're seeing really interesting ways where I think something when we're talking about emotional intelligence is coming across in a fascinating space. These sort of, uh, the traditional sense of a virtual happy hour, we all understand this, but I've seen some creative explorations of this type of concept where you can actually walk into a quote unquote sort of virtual bar environment. And maybe uh, one day it's only speaking in Russian during these hours and the next few hours it's only speaking in Korean. And even though that's kind of what the sign is on the door, so to speak, you still want to pop your head in and be a part of that because we are clamoring for this ability to connect with people and explore the world and see the world through their eyes and have a much stronger appreciation for people in this way. Another thing that's really incredibly important, and you're seeing a good example of this in Equinox, is the sense that for so many of us, daily routine is absolutely necessary. And we crave it, especially in light of our current circumstances. Now we don't have that commute to the office where we traditionally listen to these four podcasts or you know, get our coffee from here, go to the gym first, do this, that, or the other thing. And Equinox created their daily check-in that still brings you that sort of ability to get that fix when you need to check in every single day at the gym, see that add up in terms of your weekly tracker, see that progress that you have in terms of fitness, this, that, or the other thing. So how can we think about incorporating those daily habits in whatever experience it is that we're creating? How, we can, how can we design experiences to bring something that is of daily value all the time to people, creating that sense of routine and community in addition to challenging perspectives? I don't know if you guys have followed Sherry Turkle. Um, she does some amazing work. I've followed her since graduate school. Um, and she just recently wrote a book called Alone Together where she was really bemoaning what was going on. She studies technology and communication and she was talking, about, she's with MIT and she was talking about we're alone together because we're all together physically, but then we're on our devices, right? And so um, by doing that, um, why are we having, you know, we're not having meaningful conversations, we're not we're interacting together in, in the physical spaces as we used to. And I find it just fascinating that 
that now that has shifted so much that we're now trying to use the electronic communications and the electronic meetings to try to be more more physically connected. You know what I mean? It's like the, the flip has happened. So it, it's going to be very interesting to me when, when we do get back and we will get back and we'll get back to events. I think our meaning and, and our appreciation of them are going to be quite different than they were before. Naomi, I know you, we talked about some of those points that other participants made when it came to human connection and kind of meeting at the virtual and how you can bring that connectedness to the others into the virtual. What were your thoughts here? Thanks, Amelie. Yeah, you know, you know that uh, the shared humanity and creating the human experiences, uh, a big area of interest for me and for all of us here at StoryCraft Lab, right? It's what connects us. Um, I think that's one of the reasons that I love listening to Megan Schofield from Google talk about the experiences that she helps to create and the spaces that she creates for those experiences. Uh, Megan had some really wonderful points on kind of virtual connectedness you know, how, um, whether it's teams functioning or whether it's connecting with virtual participants or connecting across different spaces. Megan had some great ideas here that I think we can all carry forward for how the virtual and digital can support um, connecting human to human. I was really enjoying the idea of exploring NASA sites, for example, just mm -hmm. a view into something you don't normally get, which digital can really help us do. I'm thinking about the, the office space, the special spaces that we create for our employees. People come to visit Google, a lot of our C-level suite folks, because they want this peek behind the curtain of this special place. And it's like, give people that view when you can. I think that, that would, that's a brilliant idea to engage people and then to include people that can't be physically at your event. That's one of the things we've been tackling and thinking about on my team is there isn't going back to normal. There's a new normal and there's going to be a virtual component probably to all the events going forward for all sorts of reasons. So how do we help support our partners and our internal folks? And I think this idea of sense of place is great. You can think about the branding tie-in. Somebody earlier was talking about um, their company culture and the way that they're, they treat their employees. It's like extending that to your guests or your virtual event would be really interesting. Um, at Google, we do a lot of surveys. During meeting surveys, how are you feeling during this meeting? So I think you can create a sense of place by pulling on those threads of like your brand or your team and how to bring that how, how to bring that to the virtual. I think there's so, all sorts of mm -hmm. fun ways you can do that. It's been really interesting since all of this has happened and my entire team is now only seeing each other through screens. We have been actually doing this. I didn't even realize we were doing it until you were talking. We've created um, moments in the middle of meetings. I was in a meeting the other day and they were like, okay, taking a break from the agenda to have a surprise uh, drawing um, what did they call it? It wasn't like a contest, but it was like, we're going to give you a topic. You're going to have five minutes. You're going to pull up slides and you're going to draw this thing that we're going to give you right now. And as it was happening, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit like, man, I've got so much to do today. <laughs> like, I need to get this meeting done. But it was really lovely to give us all a chance to take a minute quietly in a meeting 
to go draw a thing and come back and share it. And then we went through slide by slide. It was like a 15 minute exercise for this like 10 person meeting. And it was a surprise to me. Somebody had orchestrated it ahead of time, but it was really like restorative in a way I didn't expect. So my team um, here at Google has been doing a lot of that stuff. And uh, today, actually this morning, I was running around doing a um, photo contest that my whole team is engaging in right now. Um, we used to do things like this maybe once a month. And now we're doing them daily. And it's become like a new way to learn about my colleagues and to interact. So I think there's actually a lot of opportunity to build these into virtual events, just like it took in physical space. It's a little bit of pre-planning. You have to have some other bits and bobs like pre-figured out and ready to share at the right, right away. But it has been really lovely and positive, a new way to get to, to know people around you. Well, Katie and Amelie, thank you so much for spending time to do the review today. I know we do tend with these uh, futures forums to roll right into producing the podcast. So it's actually really lovely for us now to shift to this mode of sitting together and, and talking about our personal takeaways from what we've heard. Uh, and for the listeners of the podcast, you'll start to hear us do more of that now as we move forward, you know, helping to distill some of the learnings. We look forward to continuing to share those with you. So thank you, Katie. Thank you, Emily. Thanks, guys. Thank you. It was great to talk to you guys. <laughs> yeah.